Wacky, wacky, wacky. Uh, oh, hello. I couldn't unmute. Hello. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. I, I was uh, like, w- I was when... so in the mood when you were started singing French just now. I'm like, shit, I need to have a good song instead of just baguette, baguette, baguette every time. And I'm like, damn, you put me in the mood, bro. Like, is every French song always heavy with the violins? No, no, but this one is particularly good. When you asked me for a French song like this on the go, I was like, yeah, I really don't know any of the recent ones. And for some reason, Louise Attack, I anticipate someone, ah, I need to ask Nafil Mopat, he will definitely know this, but I just love this song. It's, as you say, it's like, I just love it. <laughs> no, no, no. So I, I was thinking, shit, if Wacky don't reply me right now, no choice. I just have to play a background sound from Emily in Paris because that is the, the closest French that I know about. Like, that's it. And instantly, you know, you say, hey, send me the link, play this one. I'm like, all right, my man's on point today. Ah <laughs> uh, well, man, you know I can sing it for you when we come back out when we do the outro. Hey, I'll sing it. I'll, I'll sing it when we come out for the outro. I'm happy to sing. <laughs> so, so we you are going to be in NFT Paris for the whole week. So, does this mean that you are going to sing for us the whole week? Uh, uh, oh uh, uh, man, you, you started it, bro. I'm just like you know giving you more time to practice. So hopefully by Friday you'll be like, you know what, guys, I'm gonna take three minutes out of your spaces just to sing properly on the street in Paris, stream it live on Pukecast. All right. All right. Well, not why not? I'm gonna have to think of, think about a few th- uh, songs, but uh, okay, why not? Challenge. It's on, baby. It's on. You know what? Yesterday, me and Wacky, we actually like uh, because of due to time zone difference, right? We actually went live. Um, you know, on with my sleepy face, like two a.m. in the morning, testing out this platform called Restream, and man, we are ready. So I'm gonna be at home. You guys gonna see my face, you know, streaming live, and Wacky gonna be on the streets uh i can't wait to you know to to do this because man this will actually be my first time um seeing like you know like nft nft event like i have never been to like nft la nft paris nft london so this is actually the first virtual experience that you know what pipcast will actually deliver it we're going to change this this year, brother. We're going to change this. You're going to have to come over. We're going to, you know, make it proper. First, we've got the tour. Oh, oh shit. You want me to pin that tour tweet? Okay, I've got my intro. Okay, okay, okay. I got to, uh, I got to, I've got some work to do here, but we're going to change this. You coming to some conferences this year. We're announcing it right now, right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like every time you send me crazy pictures and I'm be like, you know what? I, I hope that I can go, right? Okay, how many of you guys here have actually been to, like, these major NFT events? If you have, thumbs up. If you don't have, thumbs down. And I'm for sure going to thumbs down because, man, I'm so left out. Um, I mean, Wacky is in Europe. Basically, he can just fly everywhere. Like, you know, even Nifty, Forza, Neil, Maeve, tons of you guys say you didn't join. So, you know what, Wacky? It's like everybody is thumbs down. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. Everybody <laughs> thumbs down. Thumbs yeah. down. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> we need more Asia tours, man. <laughs> okay, on, on, on right, new well, thumbs up, man. Come on, come on. <laughs> we need to do that. We need to go to Token twenty forty nine this year, then, right? In Singapore, yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. Singapore, yeah. Okay, okay. I mean that that, that that's a proper wild night yeah, as yeah. well. I okay, so I didn't go to specifically that event, but that week I was in Singapore, and I mean. It's like party every night. You wake up literally in the afternoon 
and then you go out meet people and then you party and then it's like for five days straight i mean oh, yeah. it's it's taxing you know you know that last time when I came to see you, when I when I'm, I was in Malaysia last time, I saw you in December, right? Basically, you guys got to remember that the jet lag between London and and Malaysia is eight hours, right? I basically never had to adjust to jet lag because I never went to bed any earlier than 5 a.m., woke up much later during the day. So I was still on UK time. It was literally perfect. I was shattered when I came back. But... Bro, bro, the, the, whole, the whole thing... You know, the whole planning for me, for you to come here is to create a seamless process, right? So meaning that even when you are back in Malaysia, it doesn't feel like Malaysia. You are still using the UK time. So I am a good host. I would say that. All right, Wacky, enough of this. Let's get started. I want to hear your intros. Or are you going to do it in France? I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. But to you. I was about to, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon, Europe, good morning, America, and welcome to Daily Dose Asia, where we talk everything Web3, NFTs, latest news and hot topics, and my favorite, Marketplace Royalty Wars. We do this show every weekday, Monday to Friday, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, 2.30 p.m. London, 10.30 p.m. UTC plus 8. Our goal is one and only to build the number one Asia-Pacific Web3 media brand and unite all of your fabulous countries under one big roof. As together, my friends, we are building the biggest, the greatest, and the baddest community there is. My name is Waki. I am your host under our brand, PewCast. It may not sound like it, but let me tell you, I am not feeling so hot today. I'm a bit under the weather, so much so that we had our rug radio show earlier. I completely forgot about my co-host intro. So thank you, brother, for allowing me to do mine right now. On the flip side, <laughs> I am pumped to what, what, talk Wacky, about I, I couldn't hear you. You're, you're rugging, Wacky. I couldn't hear you. <laughs> yeah, I, I cut him off as well. I thought he was done, and I was like, yeah, yeah, hello. I started talking. Oh, my God, it was a disaster. On the flip side, I am pumped to talk about marketplace royalties with you guys. It's an important topic for all of us and the future of the space. So let's get it on. Also, this week is NFT Paris. So here we go. Voilà. Maintenant, on va faire le show en français. Allez, c'est parti. Croissant, croissant. 20, 20. Hop, voilà. C'est parti. No, no, no. no. I promise you guys, there will be no more French after this. My co-host, he keeps me on my toes. He plays French songs for me. He promises to wake up at 5 a.m. during NFT Paris. We're rehearsing. We're preparing all sorts of stuff. We're going to report during this whole week. His name, how are you doing my brother how are you doing I'm doing good bro like just now when you f- speak french it feels like you are just you know just creating s- words it doesn't feel like it you're right bro i i'm not too sure how <laughs> it sounds but it certainly doesn't sound like emily in paris and uh, i think you are a fake i'm g- just gonna call you out so right now guys oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so welcome to the Daily Dose Asia space where we only have one goal in mind is to build the most genuine Web3 community among the Asian countries and to unite everyone under one roof. And today, you know, every time we talk about this, like, you know, we have two shows, two shows, two shows. And over the weekend, me, Maeve, and actually Wacky, we brainstormed like literally like the whole day just thinking about, you know what? we should probably streamline all these to create a good experience for you guys because it's not just about the daily topics that we talk about. It's also like whatever that is hype. So if you guys notice today, my headline in terms of when I schedule the, pay- the space is a little bit different because you know what? I'm changing up the tempo in how we do spaces. So today, the topic that we're going to discuss about is you know marketplace war, basically blur versus open sea. 
and you know Wacky's Chainer's favorite topic of the day. He even quit X2Y2 oh, yeah. just because he fight about this. It's royalties discussion. And man, this time today when I scroll up my my feed, all I can see is like, you know, golden bin. Uh, people have just been talking about it, speculating a lot. So this is what we're going to talk about. Last but not least, you know, NFT Paris busy schedule because we want to give you a virtual experience because I know like tons of Asian or my friends around me don't have the chance to go there and you know wacky is just one lucky guy that you know he's able to bring content to earth so before we get started as usual we want to do a daily you know ice breaking session and today is this what is your biggest pet peeve so i'm gonna throw this you know wacky you you know you say you're under the weather i'm gonna let you off the hook i'm gonna throw this directly to the Hi. Hi. I can hear you, bro. Hello, hello. <laughs> I feel like I haven't spoken to you in a long time, Neil. I feel like I haven't heard you in a long time. You know, it, it, I've been busy, you know, with the new jobs and, you know, a, a more research doing things. You know, so, yeah, I've been, I've been under the cloud, but the same energy whenever I'm in Daily Dose Asia. So, you don't need to worry about it. <laughs> it is fantastic to have you here with us. Fantastic. Tell us about your pet peeve. Okay. Uh, I'm not really... <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, maybe my, my biggest pet peeve would be... I don't know. <laughs> uh, Neil, I, I know I'm going to put you right. off the spot. That's why I asked you, bro. You know, uh, could, could you go back to me while I... <laughs> I sound so that I would have an answer. <laughs> right, I'm going right, to pass it to somebody else first. I'm going to think right, of what my pet, pet peeve let's, is. <laughs> let's circle up. We've got we've got other speakers, but guys, I know generally this is quite a hot topic actually. So if you have a particular pet peeve that you want to to share, come up on stage. Just request to speak, literally, because there are so many things that every everybody has like a different thing and you know what you you sent me the question just two minutes ago i was like oh my god i know exactly what it is so okay, i'll tell you a little bit later are you gonna uh, tell later oh no i'm gonna tell later i'm gonna tell later uh let's go with forza dude how you doing forza oh look at this i've got white wolf requesting here we go yeah so so are we talking about blur and open sea or what <laughs> you guys jumped up like three two topics <laughs> No, I'm man, pet peeve, pet peeve. I don't know, bro. I, I, I don't uh, raise a pet, so I don't know anything about that. Oh, my God, you guys are all so chilled. Okay, I come back to you, mate. I come back to you. I've got White Wolf. He there. He requested. He's ready to tell me about his pet peeve. White Wolf, how you doing? GMGM, let's go. I missed the how. Come on. Come on, guys. It's one day. Wake up. <laughs> right. How you doing, buddy? I, I'm actually doing fine. I hate Mondays, so I'm I'm a bit low right now because I don't know. I just hate Mondays, but yeah. <laughs> bro, bro, you so, want me? You want me to howl bro, again? So, are you trying to say that your pet peeve is you hate Mondays? That's one. Actually, that's well. Not now that I mentioned it. <laughs> Come on. I actually commented one of the one of the most I don't know irritating pet pet that I have. I'm not sure if anyone would agree, but I usually have this pet peeve when you know when when someone talks and they're actually chewing food. 
I don't know. It it actually irritates me. So yeah, that's oh, one of my shit. pet I'm 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 gonna be careful when I'm when I'm visiting Philippines <laughs> and Nero is there. I'm gonna like close my mouth and I eat it. Nero is not seeing me. <laughs> but yeah, that's one of one of my pet peeves. But yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank Yo, you. I actually ha- I actually have a bit of a condition with this. Some people are really worse than others. And I have almost like a physical thing where I was like, I can't, I can't be there. I can't, I can't sit there and listen to it. And there's a, there's a name for it. I don't remember what the name is, but there's a name for it. Forza, you have your hand up. You have thought about your pet peeve. Tell us. Yeah, bro. Yeah, so, yeah, Mikey, I, that was a new word, like those sentence. So, yeah, I just had to Google it. That's what I took some time. Yeah, my annoying thing about pet, uh, pet peeve is... Uh, constant reminder of something that they tell me to do something but i would have that in my mind but people would come and like stick up to my face and keep repeating you have to do it you have to do it don't forget it i'm like so pissed off at that time like oh, people that nag you, yeah. you yeah people that nag yeah. yeah it's annoying yeah it's bad uh g-dub i would love to hear from everyone actually here g-dub mave tell us g-dub how you doing GM, GM, very good. I uh, hope you're enjoying Paris. Um, I'm not there yet. I'm not there. I'm traveling there tomorrow. And I will oh, traveling. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, pet peeve. I uh, only found this out later, but I'm a person who likes efficiency and things done in a certain order, especially if it's the most efficient way to do it. Um, yeah, I mean, my, my, my business, I have... Um, we we have we have physical products and uh, you know certain labels need to be put on and you know date stamps and all that kind of stuff and um, so when when I do it, it it's done in a very systematic factory line way when other people do it I just have to walk away I can't I can't look you know they're, they're doing it all <laughs> over the place the orders are different yeah that that's that's mine. <laughs> Sounds a bit like OCD to me, but <laughs> uh, oh, Neil has thought about it. Neil is ready. Neil, okay, I, I know my pet peeve now. You know, uh, whenever I, I I go out with my friends and then I treat them, I I I know it would sound like from someone from friends, but when I order something, it's supposed to be only mine. And then just because I treat you, you know, you have to you have to get the food that you want. But then if my order comes through, you don't get to have or, or you don't have to get something from my plate. That, that's 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 something that irritates me. I don't want anyone taking something from my plate because I I I give you the chance to order and then you ordered your food and then suddenly my order comes in and then you want my food that that's a very very big pet peeve new, for you i don't want someone someone else touching my food new, so i can't steal your fries <laughs> no <laughs> i'm 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 literally Unless... i'm literally the guy that steals fries like that's it i'm going to steal your Unless... fries bro. Unless you ask permission from me, and I, I don't want that that part of my meal. I'm willing oh, to kind of go, shit. but you know, it's it's just something that irritates me. <laughs> Neil, here's some 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 of the food. Neil, come on, come on, <laughs> no. Neil, Neil, please. Can I steal? Can I steal your fries? Unless it's for the <laughs> Neil is like Joey. Joey doesn't share food. 
<laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the exact same thing with Joey. I don't share food. Okay, I'm conscious we spent a bit of time on this, but I would love to hear from all you. Right, right. So mine is simple. Basically, uh, don't talk to me when I'm watching when we are watching movie. That's it. Because oh, I want to yeah, focus. Yeah, yeah. And every time when you ask me, hey, what, what is this about? Like, I don't know. That's why I'm watching with you, right? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Literally, I wouldn't know and I would, can't predict the show. So let's watch it together and then you can ask me. <laughs> Sounds to me like this is slightly directed towards your girlfriend. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Man, I know. I know. I was with a few girls before. They used to do this. They would drive me mad. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just watching. I'm just like you. <laughs> okay. I got to uh, Maeve, do you have one? A quick one? A very quick one? I I can't think of any, though. Uh, you're just too chill, Maeve. Yeah. Maeve don't have any pet peeve. Maeve just too chill. Maybe just chill out. He, he lives life. He's like, everything's cool. Okay. I got to tell you, I've got one. I've got one, and it drives me nuts. It's for all of you guys that are driving cars for all of you that have a car and that need to do like on-street parking. Obviously, if you have like a parking garage, no problem. But if you have to do on-street parking and some guy parks and takes two parking spots, right? It's all for the residents and he takes two parking spots deliberately, right? Not because he's incapable. Deliberately, it drives me insane. I don't know why, but that just drives me nuts. So this is mine. I, I'm glad I got to get it out. I thought that's an OCD. Right? Yeah, that's an OCD as well. <laughs> no, it's not OCD. It's about respect for the community and the practicality. Be like, come on, man. You can you can give some space to someone else to park. Anyway. All right, guys. All, all, right. all fans aside, you know, guys, check out the pin tweet and remember to like and retweet the DDA space because you know what? We also want more people joining the family as we have more you know, things that we have planned ahead and installed for you guys. As usual, request to speak or if you are not in the Twitter group, DM me. I would love to put you inside. We are almost full cap at the second group, planning to open the third one, you know, getting more people so that, you know, what we can actually host a better, you know, world tour for you guys. And since, you know, everybody is talking about pet peeve, you know, we had our fun. Let's just dive into the PewCast news. So, like I said earlier just now, uh, me, we are kind of like planning to merge two shows together. So instead of tuning in from 10.30, you guys basically can start tuning in from 9.30. And uh, we're going to change up a little bit in terms of the structure, meaning that not just, you know, uh, we're going to cover, for example, the GW, the GM news. We're going to cover what's hot in the market right now and also invite speakers to talk about what they are building in the space. So it covers all three aspects in terms of the PewCast mission or manifesto, which is, you know, artists, builders and community so this is just something you know that i want to update you guys when we're gonna start is not too sure hopefully you know end of this week or next week as you know you know wacky is gonna be in paris partying without us um so this is it um just want to hit up for you guys so you'll be like hey um how come there's only one schedule at 9 30 that is the main show that we're gonna go and basically we have plans in terms of you know uh getting in with more communities, building up the space. Uh, this is just something that, you know, one initiative that we all have in mind. All right, next off. Just say, yo, just say how it is, man. We're sick of getting cut off five minutes short because Ryan starts early. <laughs> <laughs> but today you don't have to because there's no, yeah, so there's no uh, DD show for today and tomorrow. So, hey, man, when it reached the time to like 10.30 p.m. GMT plus 8, we are still going on because 
we have just too much things to cover today. All right. So first off, I want to talk about um, this thing called... Do you guys realize like who, who do you think is the number one engagement farmer right now in the space? Like as a show. <laughs> what was that, bro? <laughs> who is this? Did he just say Pew Rainbow? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> man, man, if I know how to, you know, engage from practically, my account won't be like so low followers. It's going to be like the hundreds K, man. Like, I've been seeing this one guy, like, every time when he talks about it, like, he is just at the engagement farmer at the number one spot for me. And it's Gabriel Landon, bro. Like, for me, this oh is God, the yeah. number one guy. Like, we, we did we did see the Super Bowl ad, right? So, basically, after... I, I think he opened it, but basically, because there's so much of the traffic coming in, uh, they literally just switched the QR code to his profile to actually pump up... I think it was like 20k uh, followers or things like that. And today, he tweeted this. Like, you, we all know, uh, and we are all going to talk about it, which is the royalties thing, right? But he, he posted this. He said, you know, the minute limit break drops a free NFT where the minters get 100% of all future royalties, the entire argument about royalties will die. And basically, that post got up to like, what, 100, uh, I think 1K followers, uh, 1K likes, tons of retweets. And so his whole idea is that, you know what? He wants to introduce this thing called a minter royalty. Wacky, when I say minter royalty, anything rings. Does anything come to your head when you, when you think about this? Uh, right. Well, no. I'm I'm looking at this. So on-chain enforced royalties to the mentor. So rental fees to the mentor, all related fees to the mentor. Right. So basically, he's saying that the royalties would go to people that mint. <laughs> all right. So he he, I mean, he wants to do something special, right? So right now we are talking about you know zero percent royalties, whereby creators don't get anything. But he said right now he is going to launch a free collection, right? That's why his name has like that bracket free slash own. And uh, everything that he do is going to be free min, but the royalties is not going to go to creator, which is him, because obviously he has like, you know, 200 million funds and stuff like that. He said, it, as long as you min, the royalties will go back to you. So he's kind of like introducing or reverse engineered instead of going to the creators, going not zero, but going back to you. What do you think about that? Okay. All right. You know, I, oh man, you're just getting me riled up today. Um, I used to think that Gabe was like a great for the space, right? Because obviously he's trying to uh, onboard more people and, and do a great thing. Then I, I finally looked into who Gabe is and what he does, right? Um, first of all, that Digitaigaku Super Bowl ad was, was catastrophic, right? I mean, it, it was a mess. And as you say, it was like just for engagement farming, which I do have to say was infuriating from a Web3 perspective. And so many people were infuriated. But again, I had heard him saying that the whole point of the drop was not for people that could mint, but for people that couldn't mint so that they would want to be part of the ecosystem. Now, I don't know how he's thinking about this, but generally people that have a bad experience do not tend to want to come back. So I, let, let's see how that actually works out. Now, his whole thing about free to own, or, or no, not free to own, but free and own technically, right? Uh, let's not be fooled here. Nothing is free in this world, right? It, it costs them money 
to give this out to people for free, right? So one way or another, he is going to be making money out of people that are minting by getting their data somehow or by onboarding them to his games and everything. So I don't know, man. I mean, this whole push towards free, 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 it's kind of getting used. It's providing a bad precedent because he can do this because he runs a company that has billions of dollars and millions of dollars clearly in marketing that he can use, right? But most people don't have that luxury. So it's kind of giving, setting a bad precedent. But uh, now this whole thing about mint to royalty, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, it's great. If I'm going to mint something and I'm going to get money from it, there's no question. It is great, right? It is ideal. But we need to think about how he's going to be making money from those people. So I'd love to hear, I don't know if you guys have followed this a little bit more, but we'd love to hear some, some more comments on this. Um, I'm a bit in two mind about how he approaches things. Also, you got to remember, I mean, those mobile games that he's developing, they're not the smartest as well. So <laughs> I don't know. it's not really contributing to the uh, mental evolution of people, in my view. It's great entertainment, but yeah, yeah. anyway, because, that's yeah, my thing. He has the luxury to do it, right? But just imagine if once exactly. the market, everybody's like, hey, I don't want zero royalty right now. I want Minter royalty. Like what in the heck? is minter royalty right and when everybody does yeah, that it's easy everybody does that basically it's like you know what right now you cannot launch an nft project you have to be free you have to give back everything uh i believe like just just by doing this you kind of like need to raise funds to run your project right and i mean ultimately have you ever... if, if you're not taking from the space you're also taking from somewhere else it might be injured investor exactly. and stuff like that so it's it's the money has to flow from somewhere. Uh, and Gabe, Gabe reminds me about a, a little bit about the people. You know how the, the, those people that say, oh, money doesn't matter? And you know who generally says this? The rich people, the people that don't obviously need the money, right? It's never someone that's struggling that says, oh, you know, yeah, it's okay. Money doesn't matter. And he, he's kind of projecting this a little bit, but let's see. Uh, no, no, Neil, no. you've got your hand raised. Get yeah, me up, please. As, you know, as someone who, I mean, uh, someone who means uh, an, an NFT or NFTs, it would be advantageous for a lot of people. It would be advantageous for me because I'll be getting something even if I don't work for it anyway. So, um, but in the long run, what will happen to the developers? You know, uh, how would be how would they be able to support the project itself and the promises that they promise to to its community without the the continuous stream of income from its royalties then you know the the community or the minters might get something from it but then in the long run the the developers would not have something to support the project itself therefore rugging so i mean is there a way for us like let's say um split the the royalty it would also be a good a good idea but i'm thinking of the long run if the developers wouldn't have enough um, funds to run the the community or the the project itself, then you know the 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 royalty would still stop because it would rug if the developers wouldn't be able to develop the the project further. So yeah, yeah, I, I would love I, I would love, uh, just a quick one, and now I'm going to shut up because you get me all riled up today. But I would love to get as many of you's opinion currently in the in the audience because. I'll just say this once, is that we, again, we are the ones setting the trend and setting sort of the way for the future of the space at the moment, right? 
it's not it shouldn't be all those marketplaces and all the big players that decide because right now all we're doing is replicating the web 2 model but on blockchain there is literally no different because we li- now those marketplaces are going back to sniffing the creators right and this it's not a good model so i would love to hear you guys opinions come up on stage don't hesitate share what you guys think because we need to change yeah, the but um Touching a little bit more on this, I, I believe like the strategy is kind of like what Ryan is doing, right? So basically, you are showing, for example, um, you have a, a good volume of people. That's why right now, like the whole ecosystem of Digi Daikaku, I'm so confused. Like they have like the heroes, they have the demons, they have the seeds, uh, the box, basically. And everything is just like Freeman, 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 right? And when they collect, for example, like, I have right now 20,000, 30,000 people uh, on my ecosystem. And then they said, you know what? Uh, We're going to raise funds to build this. And it's exactly what uh, Flux was about, right? If you think about it, um, collecting the poll-ups, Ryan have roughly you know 2,000 to 3,000 people tuning in on a daily basis. And because of that, he has the numbers, he has the audience. And then it goes out and say, you know what? The project is totally free. You guys can just, uh, I'm going to use to raise funds. Um, and then basically because you already provide your value by listening to me on a daily basis and people's like, okay, um, you know, you have the audience, you have the reach. Uh, it's all about the attention economy, right? Uh, and then because of that, you go and raise fund and you build a project. So I, I'm seeing a similar play. Uh, these are more towards like people who are really, really experienced in the space because like, hey, Ryan's, I mean, his CV is basically very stacked, right? And when you look at Greek, Gabriel Landon is basically the same. They are like CEOs for like, you know, multi-million dollar companies. They kind of like play the NFT game on a higher standard. Uh, but Maeve, I would love to hear your opinion as well, bro. So how Gabriel does it, like the, the whole money thing, like I gotta give it to him though. Like it, it's his mode, right? Like if you look at like lever- like modern leverages, uh, you know, we've got labor, you've got capital. Obviously, like, he's got capital, right? That's why he can do, like, he can do what he does, which is, like, I mean, if we had the money, obviously, we do that, too. I mean, like, fucking $7 million for us, obviously, is, is a lot. But I, I wouldn't know. Even I, myself, wouldn't know uh, someone of, like, that caliber, right? Playing such a game, literally using $7 million to fucking farm. Good, bad, you know, execution. Well, his execution was a bit, like, tardy, to be honest. Well, like, someone that's, like, so experienced. Because, like, I remember shortly after that, his, uh, what was it? His bio and everything was, like, super scammy. You know, it was, like, the typical fucking full caps. Like, you know, get it right here. You know, I don't even know. Like, I like we, we, we automatically filter out anything that looks scammy. I think at this point, right, most of us, we, we look at things and we're like, okay, this, this thing is probably super scammy. So we just, like, fuck it. We didn't look at it. And then, like, once he once that ad was up, it was full scam mode. But that being said, uh, he obviously did, definitely, I'm pretty certain, he definitely uh, bought a lot of eyeballs. So so coming to, to the main point, uh, like, I, I study CMP. I have been studying uh, what Hayato does with CMP and his many other partners. So, like, I, I think, I, I don't know if everybody knows, but he's got, like, uh, I think it's called CMP Jobs, uh, Part-Time Worker. Uh, I don't know. There's like many, many, many subdivisions within the CMP ecosystem. And like collectively, the, the way I'm looking looking at it right now, even especially with uh, OE Mints, right? Manifold. 
on average, every week, they maybe have like an additional, I don't know, like 20 to 30,000 supply size. Uh, the thing that uh, I cannot understand still is how for each of these collections, they are always well above floor price. Like technically on paper, uh, I fully understand that, you know, CMP themselves, like the core CMP Ninja Dao has got 22,000 holders, I believe. So every other thing, you know, whatever it is, right? You know, but but then when you look at like that's why uh, Japanese projects in general do not want to, uh, well, the early days even now still, they are very reluctant to actually even give out whitelists. So what I even come to notice that, uh, there are upcoming well, there are many upcoming mains, but the more notable one is uh, called Maki Mono. Uh, basically it's a red scroll, a red, blue, and green scroll, I believe. So you basically can get a whitelist. Uh, I think the collection size is not small. For us, it's not small. It's like, I, I believe, like 11,000. But the way they do it is they fully prioritize their own holders. So I think at least like, you know, 70, 80% is for CMP holders. Uh, then maybe they have like 1,000 or 2,000 spots for the public. But uh, even with recently uh, Crypto Ninja World, right? CNW with uh, KAO guy, uh, Neo Saki. Their floor price from literally 0.3, now it's like 1.6. So it's, it's already proven then and then again uh, that even with so much supply size, uh, with a strong community, your floor price can stay. I understand like, you know, the whole argument that, oh, you know, your floor price is, you know, it doesn't mean everything and whatever it is. But like, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, it does add uh, value to your collection or even uh, for like a vanity, uh, for even for vanity's sake, it is important. I mean, like, as much as, like, it's always debatable. So, you know, I, I'm fine. Like, 50-50, whatever it is, I, I'll take my my chances. But it, but you, we cannot deny that floor price does play an important role when it comes to valuing a project. Uh, yeah, I went on a bit long, but uh, it's just my take. Like, uh, supply size, man. Like, uh, like even even if you look at, like, Gabriel, like, you know, collectively, he has, like, maybe, what, 25? Uh, well, with, I think, Igor is going to be, like, 25, 30,000 supply size. But then when you compare to like CMP, I know CMP may not be the best example, but they are they are literally the ones that are having like additional twenty to thirty thousand supply every week. So yep. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Maeve. Um, I love it how uh, Maeve always dive deep dive into this kind of topic, and it made me realize that I actually was too excited and just directly hop into the news even without doing the GM news. Like, Wacky, did you realize this? <laughs> well, I'm all over the shop today. I forgot about your intro yes, earlier. So, I mean, all right, all right. So, because of this, you know what? I'm going to play like... Nice. Wacky, to you, introduce the GM news. I don't know. Go for it. I've got nothing today. So I've got no... <laughs> G over to you. What? <laughs> Come on, Becky. <Becky. laughs> I'm not ready. No, no. <laughs> no, I'm going to prepare some French ones uh, for later this week. I, I, you are busy packing for NFT Paris, right? And yeah, you were yeah. Like, Sorry, you, you yeah, were hoping like, you know what? Uh, Ryan didn't need a space. So, you know, there's no DDA. But guess what? You are wrong, Wacky. I always do DDA <laughs> every day. All right. So to the GM <laughs> news, G, uh, Gavin, to you, buddy. Thank you, thank you. No, I'm I'm actually really glad you messed up the order. Um, there was a big mint about seven minutes ago, and I managed to get it. So thank you, thank you. Wait, wait, was what, it what, was the mint? what was the mint? 
Silly? Uh, Matrix. Matrix. Oh, Matrix. Did you got it? Yeah, I got Brett, it. Brett, massive. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Did you do overpaying gas or was it just like casual? Um, I went aggressive and then speed up aggressive. So yep. I ended up, I paid about 0.15 gas. Oh shit, that's good. That's really good. Yeah, the mint was 0.1 and, and it's looking, the floor's looking about 1 ETH right now. So it's looking pretty good. Oh, my, oh my man, God. making money. Yo, we're going to have to change your segment to not Dread by update to freaking Mint Master. <laughs> no, no, no. Until I can get the bots working, yeah, I, I don't deserve that kind of title. All right. Anyway, yeah, let's get back to it. Um, yeah, today's Monday, 20th of February, 2023. Um, this is the daily TradFi update. Global macro events still affect crypto prices, so we need to understand the TradFi markets to make better crypto decisions. Um, the U.S., over to the U.S., uh, down uh, S&P 500 down 0.3%, NASDAQ down 0.6%, major tech stocks down 1.2%. Um, just a keynote today, uh, Monday US is a public holiday. Um, and in general, the markets are still nervous about, uh, future inflation rates and, uh, increasing interest rates in the near future. Uh, Europe is currently flat over to Asia. Hong Kong is up 0.8%. Japan is flat. Singapore down 0.6%. China up 2% and Korea up 0.1%. Um, two more notes, interesting. Um, so China kept its key lending rate unchanged for the sixth consecutive month. The one-year lending rate is 3.65%. The five-year lending rate is 4.3%. Um, and some interesting news from Taiwan. Taiwan exports are down 19% year-on-year, year, which is less than the market expectation of being down 25%. This is mainly in plastics and rubbers, which are related to all the COVID prevention products like rubber gloves. And the drop is mainly uh, down um, in the exports to China and Hong Kong, which makes sense because those were the two last regions to drop all the COVID rules. Um, that's the daily trend by update. Over to my man, Meebs. Maeve was waiting, right? It's a trap fight update. Uh, From G to F, Maeve knows NFTs. (laughs) Hey everyone, thanks G to my M. Now this is Maeve knows NFTs. So I've got uh, a full update on the the Crypto Ninja uh, NFT ecosystem update, what will happen and what has happened. Um, secondly, why Hayato was never actually really concerned about royalty changes. Then, uh, obviously, Olive X uh, minted 338 pieces at 5 ETH each. The airdrop already happened. Um, a bit of alpha, basically, if you unstake or you delist your NFTs, the contract uh, will basically record your points. And uh, that will basically, uh, well, the longer you hold it, uh, you basically be entitled for more points for better whitelist. Uh, Farouk has been teasing uh, something uh, later I, in 20 minutes actually uh, during the Rock Radio AMA uh, he'll announce what has he been teasing about 
Uh, OP PFP by Jack Butcher today it was Super Stongs. Uh, clutches by X Copy Art sold for 250 ETH to Spartan Black. Uh, Decentraland announced a, an official partnership with Majid Al Futaim to launch the Mall of the Metaverse. Lastly, Mokaverse uh, announces that they will be delaying their mint to look for a pro creator solution. Back to you, Puke. All right, thank you uh, for the G- GM news. Uh, wacky, you know, it's okay. Uh, basically, you are packing for NFT Paris. I'm going to forgive you. But the next time, you have to come up with a banger, right? And G- yeah, yeah, I'll G- be ready. GW, and like, guess what? go ahead. Go ahead, bro. Now, you're not going to forget about my word of the day today. We've got Neil on the hook, so I'm, we've been forgetting all this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not to worry. Like, today we have more time. We will definitely do it, bro. Don't, no worries about that. But, Gavin, you caught my attention. Like, you were talking about it, and I was just checking. Like, the floor price was one ETH right now. Can you, like, share a little bit, like, what is metrics all about? And how did you even get the whitelist, bro? Okay, to be honest, I don't really know what Matrix is about. I just know it's hyped. <laughs> and I got, I, got, I got whitelist, and the floor price is high, so I'm going to mint it. Um, I mean, Maves can can uh, can speak more to it. I heard it's related to an um, FPS game. That That's that's all I know. Um, the PFP looks quite nice. That That's it. Yeah, so I actually didn't look too much into it until I found out that I I had like the, I I assume yours is not the guaranteed, right? Because uh, yeah, because first come first serve. Yeah, yeah, my mind wasn't guaranteed, man. So I also kind of like, oh. anyhow, um, from what I know at least, uh, it seems like uh, they're very well connected, because uh, Matrix themselves uh will be listed on a couple of the exchanges, uh, the few. I won't. I won't call them tier two, but like the few, uh, the few known, the, the few sorry, the few exchanges. Uh, I believe is OKX, uh, Huobi, and uh, Huko. I believe. So they from from the looks of it, they they're pretty stacked. Uh, they they've got their game. Uh, they toured uh, Asia for a bit. They they toured a couple of Asia countries. Then uh, they've been sharing uh their their gameplays. Uh, with public beta, with public testing, actually, so that was really interesting. Uh, all in all, they they are they, they look very stacked from whatever they share, and they seem to be very open in sharing. Um, the one thing that really caught my attention was uh, the well, yesterday, yeah. So yesterday, I attended the uh, AMA with Three uh, Two Group, which is uh, if you all know Alpha Gang X. 3-2 group and Alpha Gang X are basically very, very tight with each other. And uh, their previous project did very, very well, which is uh, Yugi N. So uh, these are these are launch pads that I kind of like uh, keep track of particularly. But obviously, like these days, like when it comes to like white list mints, uh, it's uh, pretty, pretty disappointing because like, you know, everything is like OA and most of it is just kind of like, doesn't really happen. Anyhow, it's like my bummer, sorry. But yeah, it's just a quick run rundown about uh, Matrix. Oh, um, yeah, one more thing to add. I do remember they, they announced a few days ago that they had secured VC funding, I think, for $10 million. Um, so that, that adds to the bullish uh, sentiment. All right, all right. Thanks a lot for the update. Uh, basically, Wacky, I know you've been dying to talk about this topic because you are back. You know, your previous experience was in marketplaces and everybody has been talking about this. Like, Blur versus 
OS. So as usual, you know, we have to dive in because, I mean, basically there's so much things happening. Um, I would love to hear you guys, you know, what you think about it. Because the funny thing is like, you know, OpenSea said, uh, we're going to go zero royalty, but in only a limited of time. So do you think like, you know, this is going to be a long thing or they're just testing out the market and be like, you know what, we are going to change this if it's not going to, you know, work for us. What do you guys think about it? Uh, you know, let's let's just dissect a little bit into this topic. It, it's going to last one week before OpenSea changes, changes back to having fees. <laughs> it's, I mean... Look at the volume, right? So if you look at, oh, oh my God, wait a second. Why? Seven day. Woo! Is, oh, sorry. So I'm looking at NFT stats. Uh, he's got a spreadsheet that shows uh, the marketplace volume for the, in a pie chart around all the various exchanges that exist out there, right? I uh, actually, I should try and send the link at some point so you guys can see it. Um, I'm trying to refresh his spreadsheet, because I think there are some crazy numbers that are showing there. Puke, you were saying earlier that you had to look at some numbers as well, but where did you see the numbers that you were looking at? What were you looking at? What? A market share so, volume. You were so, saying so, that Blur has so, most of the So volume. basically, like, Blur has 90% of the blue chip, sorry, have 90% of uh, blue chip market cap. So if you look like even uh, most of the NFT volume is always on blue chips. So, like, uh, obviously, like, bought a meme land, you know, like, every other blue chip you can think of. And Blur basically has 90% market cap, whereas OpenSea only has 10%. So, that kind of, like, says, says, says it all. Like, holy. <laughs> Man, I mean, Blur yeah. is absolutely killing it right now with their airdrop. I think so many people have seen that airdrop and said, shoot, what have I been doing? Why have I not been farming the Blur token? And now, inevitably, that's what everybody is doing, right? They're all farming the Blur token. And why wouldn't you? What's the purpose of, literally, what is the point of trading on OpenSea right now, right? And as we were saying, I call it the carrot economy, right? <laughs> but nowadays, no one does, no one does anything without uh, getting some money. Literally, if you ask someone to say, hey, you know, come and support me, be like, how much are you going to pay me? How many tokens are you giving me? Because everybody's giving me free money. Everybody's giving me tokens. So why should I help you? I mean, it's pretty crazy, but okay. Strategically, Blur has absolutely nailed it. Is it good for the space? No, absolutely not. But uh, strategically, they've absolutely killed it right yeah, now. Yeah. In the way of how they grab market share, I think that, that, that whole move or how they strategize it is super brilliant, right? Because basically, like they disperse, I, I, I think it was like Nick and Peel said, like 300 million in terms of like the token value, they just disperse out to their holders, right? So I I believe like this kind of move, basically it's good, but hey, so now we're talking about like, you know, Blur winning the market cap and then now OpenSea going to 0% royalty. So what it's left for creators and now we have Gabriel Landon, which is the number one, you know, engagement farmer and said, hey, now instead of giving back to the uh, to the creators, you give back to the creators. So, I believe like a lot of like you can always give out value, but to what extent you keep giving out and then say, hey, you know, sometimes you also have to pay like the creators because they have to be motivated to continue creating art, right? So just imagine like, you know, okay. yeah, go ahead, bro. So, 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 so there was, uh, okay, let me backtrack on what I said about Gabe and, and the mentor uh, royalty. 
it is actually a very good model in order to bring in more users into the space, right? Because And to get more people adopting NFTs. Because now what you're saying is that as a holder of an NFT, you will then get royalties whenever something is happening with that NFT. You will actually get money, right? So this is a huge incentive from a minter's perspective. Also, what it will do is that it will promote long holding, right? It will promote diamond handing those NFTs because obviously you don't want to get rid of the royalties that you're going to receive, provided obviously that you receive a fair amount of royalties. So from that perspective, maybe we were talking earlier how floor price has a huge impact in terms of the perceived value of a collection. And that will do it, right? People diamond handing stuff and constantly tweeting saying, hey, I just made $100 today just doing nothing, just holding my NFT, for example. That will create a huge demand for those NFTs. Having said this, now, in order for the creators to make some money, what will this do? Well, it, it means that we're going to go back to the days of seeing a one, one ETH mint or two ETH mint because they will need to get their money up front, which then might bring in the other issue, which is if you have made that much money up front, then what is your incentive to keep working on the project? Anyway, whichever model, there will always be a potential pro and con, right? So um, I don't know where I, I was going with this, but this, um, this mentor economy, right, you were talking about 0% for, for Blur and where does this leave us, right? Um, going back to your point where what is the incentive for the creators? Well, unfortunately, not much, right? If they can't get the royalties, which unfortunately, this is what a lot of them got into space for. They were promised that promise of perpetual royalties on their work is really enticing, right? It really does motivate you to keep producing as well, right? Because you want the, your art to then be traded on the secondary market. If you don't have this anymore, it has a really, really strong potential to completely kill the space, right? So something will have to come up and, and be decided uh, otherwise because it's going to kill everything. I mean, I, we saw it with the XY2 and I was seeing with Blur, it's, it's going to create some problems. Yep, yep. And, uh, be and because of this, I think Maeve have something to share about. Uh, basically, Rarible came out with this that, you know, you can actually create a community marketplace. Uh, Maeve, would you like to share a little bit on it? Yep, yep. So, uh, I think it was uh, yesterday. Uh, basically, Rarible announced that they've released something called a community marketplace. So, oof. Okay, okay. Give, give, give me a second. Quite, quite my, a few things I want to share. Uh, so, flipping his notes, man. <laughs> all right, all right. So, uh, based on the, the stats that uh, we, like uh, Wacky and we all were talking about earlier, so Blur basically has 90% of blue chip market cap. It is purely because Blur is a much better platform for traders so right now there's basically uh well we, we don't we technically don't see many new collections even if the ones that we do see are pretty stacked right let's just say like earlier we we're talking about uh, matrix i was talking about olive x then uh i think most of us also have already seen like it, it's like really really obvious that these are like you know they're gonna be well i don't know if they're gonna be amazing but from the sound of it, you know, they got like, you know, VC backing, they got this guy that's like, or, you know, whatever, like, he sounds like a fucking messiah, whatever it is, right? Uh, Dimensionals, yeah, by uh, Sasha uh, Mac McKinnon, I hope I pronounced that correctly. So, like, these projects are very, very obvious. Uh, I, like, 
it occurred to me like I wouldn't even know like would they like have it on blur or have it on OS. Well, probably on blur to be honest, judging from how how things are gonna go. But my my point being is uh, the only markets the, the the more obvious market that no one, uh, well, maybe blur and OpenSea are not especially not OpenSea. OpenSea doesn't focus on anything. They're just being like super reactive. Is basically the art slash artist market, which is where you know like Rarible, right? Rarible Foundation, Super Rare. They are focused. They they are still for very very focused on artists. So yeah, a community platform basically has uh, the best of both worlds. You can do your zero percent royalty, or you can you know enforce certain percentage of royalties for your product. But uh, when it comes to like art projects, uh, like I I think like uh manifold right the OE min for has allowed most of us here to experience how uh, is it buying art. Right. Uh, most of the time, like you don't go in as like a very speculative aspect. I, I know like uh, some, I think like SS13 did very well with checks and all that. But like in general, when you buy art, you, you kind of like don't think of flipping it, uh, to be honest. Because like, you know, you're literally buying art uh, as much as like art is utility and all that. Uh, you know, you like it, you buy it, you don't like it, you know, don't think it's going to flip it. Because like when people buy art, they, they really kind of hold for quite some time. Uh, yeah, so this so, is what I was. Go ahead, Mikey. This is what I was hoping would, would happen. When when I was at XY2 and with this whole 0% thing happened, and people started talking, project creators started talking about that any PFP or any NFT from the collection that hasn't paid royalties would then not benefit from uh, any future perks or utility associated with, the, with that particular collection. And I actually thought that it was perfectly fair. And I said, you know what? If we go further down that route, it is actually a good system because you have people that want to buy those NFTs, not for long-term holding. They want to buy for flipping. And that's totally fine, right? Because then it can create a dual market. You're going to have some of the NFTs that will be purely for degen flipping, right? And that will have very liquid volatility there, which will be great because, again, it will create secondary volume. But on the flip side, then you will have people that want to diamond hand it and that do want to get the perks. And guess what? That flipping, that trading on all those other NFTs, even though they don't provide royalties, they will increase the floor price because it will provide marketing and provide visibility to those projects. So I really thought that creators would go down this route. But for some reason, none of them have really fully implemented that aspect where if royalties haven't been paid, then you don't get further utility. This could also be because a lot of projects are not providing much utility. So it creates a bit of an issue. But um, you know, I thought it would go down this way. Um, it, it's not. It's now we, we're seeing all sorts of different things happening. Ah, I don't know. No, knowledge. Uh, I see you keep requesting. I'm trying to bring you up, but for some reason, you're not uh, staying up on stage. So I'll keep trying to approve you. Hugo, what do you? Basically, you know, I, I believe like this topic is going to be a huge discussion because, hey, there's like good points. There's bad points. There's always, you know, two sides of a coin, right? But next news that i want to talk about man I, i'm not sure if you guys are like you know azuki maxis but beans has been pumping ever since they released these two characters right and i've been seeing like for example the pxn guys uh, you know we have demon we have fatty they all changed to like golden bean 
uh, even like I see, for example, Rainbow Alpha, NFT Boy also changed to a golden. And he didn't change, but he said like, "Hey, I bought this, which is like three ETH way above floor, right?" So I'm, I'm, I don't know what. What do you think is kind of like happening? Because I saw a trade that they are actually comparing, um, you know, the minions of uh Pikachu's, like you know, minions Pikachu's, and the next thing is gonna be like the Azuki bins. Um, and right now we see like you know they are kind of like whacking in terms of oh they're gonna prepare a lot of like animation basically it's cute right like you can't hate beans because it just looks way cute and today when i woke up i saw the the post basically like this bean was dancing to rihanna like it instantly caught my attention i'm like man the beans are cute and i've been checking beans the whole day just to see what what is happening about like and i've been you've been surprised like you just type b E A N Z on your Twitter search, right? There are tons of trade talking about it. Uh, basically, this is kind of like the easy way to onboard people into the Azuki ecosystem. And I, I don't know, like we always love like cute stuff, emojis, and who knows, this might be the next thing, right? I just want to hear what are your thoughts on it. Uh, we have knowledge, bro. You are finally on stage. How are you doing? It's been a long time since you know we actually spoke on stage together. Hey, what's up, Puke? Yo, yo, yo. What's up, Wacky? Maeve, thank you guys so much for keeping it going. Um, what's up, Knowledge? What is this new PFP of yours? Oh, man. This is actually a dirty punk. Um, <laughs> a guy on uh, Solana, he makes these clean, dirty punks. I, he sent me one, airdropped me one, and I was just like, yeah, let me show some love. Hopefully, he gives me whitelist for this project that comes up, but... um. <laughs> lovely, yeah, lovely. I had to stop rocking the SMB because uh, having a whole bunch of issues. But this is a this is a very uh, dark situation in the NFT market because when when this happened on Solana, uh, right around it really started around like mid year, like around July of twenty twenty two. And yeah. yeah, so it was it was really bad, like because because we got to observe the game theory that was, I mean, it's extremely flawed. Because g- given an option, people will always defect, and that meaning like, <laughs> like if w- the current state isn't isn't any much better, but it's like there are some enforceable contracts, like you know, with Metaplex. Um, a project I was in was actually trying to develop some sort of like mint standard. And I think that they've, I think they've pushed that through. We'll see how that goes. Um, Cause I think their first launch is coming up, but I believe the, uh, the situation that this is, is um, I think it's called grim trigger where like uh, corporate entities will never cooperate again. <laughs> like, uh, the space with um, Leap and like Frank and some other people, they were talking about um, the only real solution that could come about is if all players would kind of come to an agreement that 0.5% is better than no percent. And the the issue with that is it's like once you have people involved in a game, specifically like corporate bodies rather their 
<laughs> they're never going to cooperate. That that's the that's the sort of theory behind it. They'll never cooperate again because it's it's sort of escalated to a point where like, okay, we're, we're going to take your lunch, you're going to take mine, we're going to keep. And now there's nothing on the table anymore, and it absolutely kills volume, like one hundred percent. Uh, well, not not necessarily. It's weird. It's like there there will be volume, but you'll start observing that it's the marketplace that's kind of washing it. That's what we saw. Um, with Magic Eden, and that's what we saw with, um, uh, I guess it was Hyperspace, and Solana completely got destroyed, like, that. I don't even think they're a player, and you guys probably know about Hadeswap and HDE's involvement with, like, AMMs over there, so, um... No, like, brother, do, do you mind uh, talking a bit more on the Hadeswap? I, I already know that they, they basically bought over MonkeyDAO, but, uh, yeah. Okay, so... Um, this is actually a question I got for some of the ETH guys, but so when HDE came into our, our marketplace or our, in the Solana ecosystem around like, I want to say May or, or, uh, June. Um, and I think he, the first thing he did was he, well, <laughs> actually he came in with okay bears. He became like, he did the, I'm not sure if this is one person either. <laughs> I, I think he, I think HDE or the account known as HDE and the previous account, 9 by 9 right? I think this is a group of individuals. Uh, just just how everything is working. He doesn't really talk a whole lot. I was in a one-on-one group where he never said anything, like a one-on-one art group. But um, so, yeah, he came in around May, and he was a market maker for, for OKB, and then he, he, he bought a bunch of SMBs. And I think the offer was on the table to purchase the IP and the uh, SIG authorities for SMB, but they kind of snubbed him. They didn't want him to, you know, because at the time, maybe his reputation was still lingering as not uh, as more of a a not so benevolent figure, but. Ultimately, the MonkDAO kept struggling, and there were some people in there, uh, some 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 guys that are kind of super ego-driven that definitely voted to kind of keep everything self-contained, but they kept struggling with the initial devs. Now, people don't know, uh, the MonkDAO is like, uh, it's a DAO that's created from SMB. But the initial devs are slow rugging the project. Not really, they're not rugging it, but they like, they never offered anything but art. So this plays back into the concept of the creator royalty thing, because they, they kept siphoning royalties from the project. And they're not like cheap. It's like 7% or something like that. Um, maybe even more. But they kept, they kept, getting their funds, but they never did anything. So the Dow has been for like, uh, really like a year and a half at that point. Um, well, at that point, it was uh, six months or so. But at this current point, it had been a year of, of, of negotiations and talk about the Dow actually purchasing the IP and the contracts. And they just didn't have the funds when the time came. Now, to me, that's a little bit bizarre because this is like all the movers and sold, supposedly, you know, on the timeline, they're all the movers, but they couldn't come to some agreement to actually make the purchase. But 
when when they snubbed HE back in whenever earlier in 2022, he kind of remembered that I suppose because when the Monk Dow was in litigation to do this purchase SMB IP, they basically got front ran by Hades Dow, and it didn't take long. It took like maybe three or four days for them to come to an agreement on that, and then Hades Dow took possession of it. Now. There's infighting from what I've uh, observed. There's like loyalists to HGE and then there's purists to the sort of the seeming uh, or the, the perceivable decentralization of Solana NFTs um, or just NFTs in general. I think that ultimately, uh, I think Solana or what what we're observing now with just how marketplaces are behaving, it paints a picture that this isn't such a decentralized asset. That and that it's that's the all. biggest issue. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's not at all, and and that's a large part of the problem. Coming back to your point, you were saying um, the space that was there with Leap and Frank. I don't understand. Well, okay, I do understand why the the founders or the project creators so far didn't really take matters into their hands more because they were still getting a lot of volume through OpenSea and they were still getting a fair amount of royalties. So they weren't too bothered. However, I think now things are really going to change this time. I have a, a chat with some of the Animoca boys and I was basically telling them, be like, guys, at some point I actually left X2Y2 to start a marketplace and my vision was to create a marketplace that would actually be owned and started by the creators, right? And not by one centralized uh, person or marketplace or, or, you know, or entity. It would be a truly collective marketplace where the dev resources that would be used to build that marketplace would actually come from all the various founders. Everybody could contribute also some of their own IP there, some of their own functionalities, because as you know, some collections really, like have, really have their own mechanisms for... Uh, their own tokens that they would like their holders to use. So if you created a marketplace that was composable, and, and what composable means is that you can build on top of it, right? If you can have an open source marketplace that is composable, where various project owners can add their own collection-specific features and where you also reward users and uh, project founders, then that would be a truly decentralized marketplace. For some reason, there wasn't the need to do this now. But I think this latest move by OpenSea, and it, it remains to be seen how long this is going to last, right? But I think this is now going to shake things up, and we are potentially seeing the beginning of something new starting there. And I would love to see a marketplace like this develop, where people work together rather than rely on someone else to do it for them, right? You were saying, if, it, if we're going to be Web3, then we need to regulate ourselves, right? We can't wait for the governments to come in and say, no, this is bad. Also, we don't want to go the, the legal route. I mean, honestly, this is like last resort, right? Instead of going last legal route, let's go and create something better, work together, shape the future of what we think decentralized Web3 should be and take matters in our own hands. I know you're muted, or do we want to throw we, back to we, knowledge? We can, got his we can throw back to knowledge, but my man, Wacky, is cooking at the back, bro. You are cooking at the back. I see you spilling some alpha today. You, I got you all riled up. You sure talk about your business model. All right, all right. I see you, bro. I see you. Uh, knowledge <laughs> to you, buddy.
That yeah, no puke. He is cooking. He he's heated up. I think this is his his calling card. Um there's actually a marketplace that the own soul is building or that has built something like what you're saying, a creator driven um or founder sort of driven uh marketplace. I the the only issue that I've that I see though is in the in the theory, like this accelerated version of Grim Trigger, it it only ends when somebody intervenes, and and I, I as as screwed up as that reality is, if these guys like th- this, really kind of puts uh, the human psychology or behavioral economics of this whole thing is like we want mass adoption and we want decentralization, but mass adoption brings in a bunch of people that or or more so brings in a lot of corporate interest and if there's corporate interest then they bring this you know we just get an augmented version of what already exists in uh you know regular business and in that instance people corporations and 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 enterprise is profit driven and in that way these types of situations are going to be exacerbated because there is no authority truly. And this is just one of those instances where people, it's like, be careful what you wish for, because now that this game has started there, the the only thing that can intervene is authority. We really don't want that. I, and and that I I could totally understand that. That's like bad news, right? But you know, if if it ends up if it ends up being that we have to wait or, or that the authorities have to intervene, then literally we have truly failed in this Web three experiment, and we might as well just move over to Web four because you know we're <laughs> literally just repeating. But it's true, we're just repeating the mistakes of the past. It's just ridiculous, right? This whole Bitcoin thing started. You stick it to the man, you know, like, you know, screw the big financial institutions that are keeping us shackled and that are basically playing with our livelihoods in terms of financial manipulation. Let's start something fresh. Let's all work together, something that works for everyone. And then guess what? We all go sign up to it because a bunch of people are actually dangling a bunch of free money to everyone. Let me tell you, 99% of the traders out there are not in the space to make the space better, right? They're in the space to make as much money as possible. And that's the main difference is that right now the people that actually care need to go stand up, do something, get together, because it is impossible to do something on your own. So some of those chats I was telling you about, people were telling me, they're like, oh, there's a big push right now for vertical marketplaces. Yeah, but guess what? What is a vertical marketplace? A vertical marketplace is each individual NFT project creating their own bespoke marketplace. Um, So how does that work for us? Well, basically, that means if we want to trade 20 different collections, we have to go to 20 different diff- marketplaces with 20 different websites to train 20 different NFTs. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's extremely unwieldy and unusable from a user perspective. So th- there needs to be a better way, right? Uh, Gizi, you are here with us. You are yo, involved yo. in the space. I know you're trying to make the space better. So we'd love yo, yo. to hear from I'd you, love mate. to hear Gizi, bro. But before that, Wacky, I'm going to officially point you as the marketplace guy because I saw your passion and fire today when you talk about you know you throwing all the terms vertical marketplace i man like you blow me so gives it to you man it was sorry one last thing 
it was my thing. I was at XY2 and I was literally working for an underdog, right? I was there, we were so small and I had managed to implement a few things that got us from 2% market share to double digits, man. We were growing. And then all of a sudden, then the founders decide to be like, hey, <laughs> the, 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 the founders to be like, hey, by the way, let's go and get rid of royalties and then, you know, screw over all the, all the project founders. I'm like, oh my God, are you serious? This is not the way to, to gain support from the community, right? And if you want a successful product, you have to have the support of your community. This is just the number one rule. Anyway, easy over to you, buddy. Uh, thanks. Uh, also, hi, DBA. So essentially, uh, my thoughts on this is actually, I'm, I'm probably just going to echo a lot of the things what everyone else says, but one of the big things is gain support of the creators, right? And gain support of creators, I think right now, means giving essentially all the revenue, all really foregoing profits in the short terms to get creators on board. And that's actually what's something I think most like platforms, marketplaces, uh, especially ones that try to, a lot of the like most established ones today, and let's say like for example in gaming, uh, Epic Games was able to establish by cutting essentially their revenue share by a very significant amount compared to what Steam is charging a 30%. Epic Games is asking for 15 or potentially even less. And it's because of these kind of reasons that like they're able to get a a, a decent amount of like game developers on board, and then they're you know, they once they get have that platform and that content, they're able to gain more users. And like something that happened in China a little while back is when Google Play got kicked out, a lot of different like Android astros tried to take over the Chinese market, but then uh, all of them charged like this ridiculous fifty percent like revenue share to to actually. Uh, for game publishers to actually publish on their platform. And the one that actually like really you know, came out and survived and did really well was uh, one that was called TapTap, which went with this 0% revenue share model, which means they didn't take any revenue and gave it all to the creators. And then all the creators, you know, decided to, all the game developers decided to aggregate on this platform. And now this platform has the most amount of activity, most amount of content to get all the users. And then they start monetizing the users in another way. I think the Web3 marketplace is actually going to end up going towards the same thing, especially with DeFi or with decentralization being an option. They're able to create a platform where it's created by like creators. It's by creators in a way where the creators are the ones that actually uh, getting all the monetization, getting all the revenue. And this way, all the creators are would want to join this platform and use it to actually uh, go on. And then, you know, once the platform grows to a certain size, then monetizing users once you have users has no real like it isn't really as big of a challenge right so uh, i do think that all the models out right now we're going are going to become very obsolete once the kind of free to the, the revenue list or like the non-profit uh short-term non-profit kind of model comes out yeah it's it's a great point you, you know one thing that you were saying about when you incentivize creators, then they keep creating. So the, just this morning, there was a great uh, AMA with the app from Adam Oka, and he, he said exactly the same thing. He said, guess what? Imagine all of you guys today in the audience that for all your contribution on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, imagine that all those tweets and all those messages that you were sending, if Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, were giving you money, a small amount of money, right? But if you were getting money for every single contribution that you're making to the platform, because guess what? we are the ones that are making those platforms valuable, right? By putting content out there. Well, 
So when, if we started get receiving, uh, receiving money for all our contributions, guess what would be the incentive? What would we do? Would we want to contribute less or would we want to contribute more? Chances are a lot of us would be like, oh my God, this is great. Let me contribute even more so that I can make even more money. And that should be the same sort of model that is being built for those marketplaces, for those, for the whole economy, for the whole web free space, because right now we're taking it all away. It's just not going forward. But on the flip side, on the flip side, events like this, right? They are literally momentous events in the industry at the moment, right? You did say one thing, which is the fact that once you have a lot of users, you have a lot more power and influence, right? What would be, and it's not that far-fetched, right? Is that once Blur literally monopolizes the market and takes away all of the users from OpenSea, they will then go back and say, oh, by the way, we created some code that allows you to completely block OpenSea somehow, whatever it is. And then they'll be like, oh, by the way, we now got to put back royalties and support everyone. And it, it would be nuts, but it's not that far-fetched. What would be upsetting is if the project founders jump on board and say, oh, okay, it's okay, fine. Now it's okay, and we don't need to do anything, which is likely going to happen. Bro, you anyway. literally... You, Actually, they already you, did that. You literally talked about Sorry. Frank Digot, right? He announced zero royalty, and then two weeks later, he said, hey, you know what? We need back the royalties. Uh, but you, you always say this, right? <laughs> because first, they have to grab the market share, so they have to do like a hostile takeover, right? And once they have that, everybody is you know, using actively the platform... You, you know, pe- people are a nature that, you know, we don't want to have, like, too much of the changes, right? Like, if you are using OpenSea open right now, you are incentivized to use Blur, so you hop over. And when you keep using Blur, they give you the token to be like, ah, all right, this is cool, I'm going to keep using it. But when they say, you know what, royalties are going to come back, or things like that, you know, we have to sustain, you know, they, they pull a sad story, we have to sustain, you know, uh, we have to make some money and stuff like that. I mean, people in the NFT space, you can say some people, uh, like, we are always forgiving, right? Like, the fight wouldn't last very long. Maybe it'd be like one, two, one, two days or one, two weeks that people, you know, have, have multiple trades bashing the platform. But all in all, I see, like, the NFT space actually is quite, um, I would say, forgiving in a way. But, like, we, we talked earlier, Wacky, in, in the Asia Web 3 motherfuckers, right? Basically, OpenSea don't, even need to fight with Blur because they have a different model. Like, if they go through the route of being a launchpad, everybody will still use their platform, right? Like, I see, I think it was the, it, it was a lady, uh, I think the Violeta ZNT, uh, basically also, you know, go on the OpenSea platform, they launch projects. So, if they go through this route, onboarding new, you know, new people into a new NFT collection, they just have to bank in this moment, they can actually gain their own market share in a different way. But I guess, you know, every people, I mean, the space, people are greedy, so they just want everything. Uh, and this move just shows like, you know, hey, we are losing market share. Let's just do this one move to see whether we can come on par. Yeah, Gizzy, you wanted to say something. Go ahead. Gizzy. Yeah. yeah I was also, saying, you, like, you got to tell me, is this how you want your name to be pronounced? Is it Gizzy? Gizzy. Uh, it's I, a, I like it's G. Like G. It. I know, <laughs> like, so did I. You have to change back. <laughs> I, 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 I'll think about it. But yeah, uh, GZ. But anyways, what was I saying? Oh yeah. Um, it, I mean, Blur already did it. They like once they once it was launched and once the like rewards were being unlocked and shit. Like 
they did do quite a few like shadow changes, especially on the royalties front that a lot of creators were really unhappy about. And like, it, it, I, I don't want to fudge blur because I do know that a lot of us here probably have some tokens and are probably holding onto these things. But when a platform shows like a, a degree of unfaithfulness, like they show they're willing to change certain policies or certain like of their values are flexible. That is extremely dangerous in a, especially in a new space that's not as regulated like the Web three space. So that that's something I probably wanted to add in is uh, blur wise. Like I do know a lot of guys are being very very optimistic, and I, I hope they do well. But so far they have given some signs that they might be willing to compromise on certain morals that I don't like. Of of course, as you rightly say, there is evidence that they will literally do right now everything they possibly can to grab market share. And and look, we gotta we gotta also look at the other side of the coin, which is everybody's fighting to survive, everybody's fighting to make money, everybody has a business tactic, right? Unfortunately, it's not the business tactic that we would like to see in Web three. But let's remind ourselves: they are funded by Paradigm that have deep pockets, and that it has been the business model since the very beginning. They will throw money at it like crazy. Acquire, I mean, they are clearly trying to take down OpenSea. There's no question about it, right? And they are being very successful. It was very well planned. They are adapting a lot, right? They are being responsive. And so far, they are being successful. Unfortunately, to your point, uh, to your point, Jeezy, is that people are falling for it, right? And we're not really we're not really upholding the ethos of Web3, which is to have better values, right? The whole point of Web3 was to start and, and bettering the world, bettering things in general, not to be prey to, uh, again, that carrot that we're dangling in front of people just for the sake of making more money. And I hope, I hope that even if they go back and put, back, put on full royalties, that some of the project founders will be like, you know what, sorry, enough is enough. We don't want this flip-flopping. Um, we're going to create our own thing. We're going to block you guys regardless, and we're going to go somewhere else. But let, let, let's see. We need to start making a stance, right? We need to start taking a stance and, and stick with it rather than just following the money. Um, and again, it's easy to say that if you're not struggling financially, right? But a lot of people are getting into space to make more money. So um, that's unfortunately why everybody follows. Uh, G-Dub, you've got your hand raised. And then uh, we also brought in Super Spaces on, on, the spa uh, on stage as well. Yeah, just just a quick one. Um, I mean, you know, the whatever competitor will do anything to gain market share, and once they are, you know, once they've gained the monopoly, then you know they they can do whatever they want um, until a new competitor comes up. So, you know, market dynamics. Uh, just keep keep that in mind, especially when there's uh, you know no regulation. Um, to to stop monopolies, then you know they, they whoever lead, whoever has market share leads, and and we can't do anything about it. Yeah, oh, 100 percent agreed. Super spaces, you just request to come on stage. How are you doing? How you doing? Yo, how's it going, everybody? Doing good, doing good. How are you? I'm doing really, really well. I heard you guys talking about, obviously, um, just kind of like the royalty wars and, and different marketplaces. I imagine you're probably talking about OpenSea and Blur, yeah? Yep, yep. 
<laughs> that, that's yeah. the main topic. So I, I think that conversation, yeah, dude, I think it's extremely interesting. Personally, I come from a sports background um, of growing up and like playing college soccer and everything. And so I think competition does breed competition. And inherently, I think it's going to be good for the consumer. Well, yeah, I mean, well, there's, it has already been good for the consumer for a while. They've been paying no fees and making a lot of money. So there's no question about that. But the point is that if there's no supply, then there can be as many consumers as possible because right now there's no incentive for creators to make more collections, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, right now, if you're an NFT creator, considering the state of the market where very few people are minting, and on top of this, you don't get royalties. I mean, I wouldn't start a project right now. <laughs> Uh, I think knowledge, you, ha- yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, have your hand yeah. raised no, first and then back to you. like firing in the background, bro. All right, good. To you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, so it, th- th- there's a short-term benefit. Okay, I'm just going to quickly go and then uh, finish up. Oh, never mind. Can, can, yeah, yeah, can you guys yeah. hear me? Go ahead, bud. Okay, cool. So in the, in the short term, this is beneficial for consumers, right? Because you want the cheapest price, the cheapest entry, and the cheapest exit, but in the long term, and this is what we observed, you know, for, for the last six months on over on the other chain, this is this is bad long term for the consumer because what you'll see is projects going back to what they did in the beginning, like way, way in the beginning of the NFT market, where they you you um founders will mint 10, 15% of their own supply, use it as a treasury, and then offload on retail as a as a way to kind of recoup. So then they're incentivized to pipe and pump speculation and then ladder out and, you know, with other wallets and, and using other things. So it, it's a short term outlook that like, yeah, this is beneficial. Like the concept of competition is going to have to be tweaked as we move into this Web3 world or just an entire like a different age of fin- finance and econ because like competition is is that that's been her, uh, heralded as the driver of innovation, right? But as we're starting to really observe collective action strategies really breed innovation because that, that's what people are begging for right now. How can we put a collective action strategy together to keep the, keep the adoption going, keep the money circulating? And now we're starting to see that competition is sort of a, uh, it's infringing on the capacity because it's playing into the lower mind of defective games. It's a def- it's a broken model ultimately the competition model because if we're if we're trying to implement tech and IP, then everybody's going to be muscling. Everything we do is about community now. <laughs> it's hard to imagine a one a one person or a one uh, unit supply of a collection. Everything is now thrown into a collective world and, and, and further compounded with borderless and boundaryless uh, sort of interaction. So that idea has to now kind of get it, it, you know, it has to be. I, w- I don't want to use the word abandoned <laughs> because there will always be vestiges of it, but. The, the solution will come from people integrating uh, a different mindset that is more collective. So, 100%. Let me ask you Dude. this, Knowledge. Uh, Do you think that that then yeah, forces up? founders to then have to look for alternative streams of income outside mm-hmm. of mint funds? 
Mm-hmm. Well, this is the thing. If you're a founder and you're you're looking to launch a project, it's it, it comes to a point where well, what what can you really do if if you're not there's like a basket of things that that projects offer. <laughs> One is community merch. Um, they talk about uh, software as service, if that's the play. But if you're just the if you're if you're just hoping for a community and waiting and like a lot of this stuff is being built on the fly, <laughs> um, and people are shocked by the reception they get upon the mint. So. Ultimately, what this will do is this will sort of stagnate market entry. Like, you have projects that were going to launch that aren't going to launch. And that's what we saw. Like, there's there's a lot of market data to observe. Right? For If you guys are, I know that Solani is a bad rep, justifiably, because there's a whole lot of issues that we, we can see now. But that's what that whole, like, five, six-month period is, is there to show the ETH people, because, like, now you're going to have a much longer period because there's a whole lot more liquidity in the space. You're going to, and there's incentive for people to defect. And that's what we saw projects that were going to launch before the zero royalty switch. Yep. They just didn't. And their servers are yep. still yep. cold. Like you can see, um, yeah. even we talk so, about this, uh, basically even Mocavers should launch yesterday, right? I should, should launch uh, tomorrow, but because of like the zero royalties and stuff, it's like, okay, you know what? We're going to hold back. Because, hey, even, for example, like, projects that are going to do, just say they have huge funding, but in the end, NFT is just like any other product, right? You are just selling a product to earn money. There's no way in the world you don't sell a product or a service to make money. So, if NFT is a premium, then along the way, they have to create another product to, to make money, right? Even if the company has, you know, millions of dollars fund, doesn't mean they, they have everyday expenses to do they still need to launch new new products so that the consumer can buy so that you know they can build even more so i i'm seeing in a way yes it it may be good or bad but it kind of like forces um the people to think about okay if this is one stream that is cut off how do we rectify the whole stream building another you know multiple stream of income to kind of like coming into the ecosystem and like i'm i'm literally going to observe uh, Mokaverse because, you know, uh, me and Wacky, we also did a AMA mm-hmm. with uh, Mokaverse and just to see them say, right, because of this whole drama, we're going to build another entire smart contract about it. Um, so I'm interested to see how the space navigate through all this. Like, we don't have the answer today or we don't have to even find an answer because I believe, like, there's so many players on the space that is going to be creative about it. And it's like what you say, I, I, knowledge, I, I love what you say. A lot of builders are on the fly, right? Like basically because of this, then they say, hey, 100%. you know what? I'm going to take the left turn. Hey, something happened. I'm going to take the right turn. Um, yeah, Jeezy, back to you, bro. Jeezy, are you, are you uh, pressed for time? I just wanted to say one quick thing in response to Super Spaces. Are you pressed for time, Jeezy? Uh, I'm good. Go ahead. Okay, okay. Just a quick one back to what you were saying, Super Space, in terms of like that whole diversification of revenue. I don't th- even think that this is the point. Yes, there is a whole thing where you have had so many, so much abuse last year because it was minting so easily and people made so much money and run, right? Unfortunately, that is the, the downside of the success of the NFT space, right? 
having said this, the ones, the projects that are indeed uh, good-hearted and that are trying to do something good, it is not that simple, as Knowledge was saying, to have a separate stream of revenue. But I don't even think that is even the question. The question is, is more of a moral one, a philosophical one, which is, remember when you were a kid and that kid was like, hey, can you, can you lend me your toy? And you're kind of looking at that kid and you're like, well, um, I don't know. Are you going to give it back to me? And that kid was like, yeah, 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 definitely. I'm definitely going to give it back to you, right? Technically, you entered into a contract with him of goodwill and good faith. And then two days later, when that kid doesn't give you your toy back, well, guess what? You probably felt outraged and you were like, that kid's an asshole and I will you know, never stick with him and I will never be friends with him. And, and that's kind of the point that we're, that, that's kind of the point at the moment, right? Is that creators, when they, they create a, a project, they say, look, if you guys don't want my project, just don't mint it, just don't buy it. But if you're going to have it on your marketplace, I would like to collect, you know, as sort of a, they have in their terms or conditions, a X percent royalty. And the fact that the marketplaces are saying, yes, of course, and then saying, oh, by the way, sorry, now we've got your business and we're not going to give you the money. That is the real issue. It's a moral one more than anything else. And if we start going down that path, then we are just replicating all the failures of the old world. We're just as bad as it was before. Sorry, Jeezy, back over to you. Oh, shit, man. No, you make a great point there, man. You covered what I want to say. Actually, I was going to also talk about the same thing. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. No, no, it's good. It's like, uh, essentially, there's like good competition and bad competition, right? And there's like healthy competition and unhealthy competition. So, you know, like Coca-Cola and Pepsi, they've always competed on all every single front all the time, but they never competed on price because that's a very unhealthy way of competing. They, when they compete on price, when they start lowering the prices of their products, all they're doing is destroying the industry. They're making it cheaper and they're devaluing their product. It's the same thing here. If like in the Web3 space, the user base is actually really limited. And what happens is the more trades that happen and the easier trades are made, more people lose money and more people leave the space. That's actually that that is actually what happens right now. It's like the especially day traders or guys who are doing a bear market or right now it's kind of hard to say, but like doing a, a bear market, more and more people are losing money and more and more people are leaving the space. And they also start labeling the space as a scam, as a Ponzi scheme, as whatever it is. So what I wanted to say was like the way to generate healthy competition in this space is actually to make it more accessible and provide the benefits to more users. And that means building better security systems, exactly what you're saying, uh, what you're saying, making it a little bit more safe for users to use, educating, showing users how to make sure to protect themselves, showing users what the like benefits, what how like what the value of what this space actually is. And that is not what these guys are doing. What these guys do, are doing right now is internal cannibalization and just fucking, dis- not destroying, but essentially the computing with this can- can- cannibalization, all they're doing is hurting each other and hurting the overall industry's growth. They have such a big war chest. They have so much money, so much stuff that they can do. And like, I just find it really disappointing that their focus is this little industry and like just this little group of users. You know what I mean? Hundred percent, Maeve. Hello, hello. You've got your hand raised. We'd love to hear from you. You're, you know, our like head of research. Yeah, I'm yeah, calling Maeve you the head, the of, head research, of research, by the way. Go ahead, buddy. 
Oh, like uh, I I was just laughing out a bit because uh, you you know like how we were talking about how everybody was just shitting on the what was his name Ryan, right? You know like how the space is always built. No, like NFT is built on a lot of clout, right? So much engagement farmer. So like whenever like there's like a big dog, everybody just fucking you know just gets a bite. And like when you said that, I was like, oh my god, this kind of feels like it, you know, like, you know, like OS is the big guy. But like, well, that being said, OS is like just like non-improving. Like they they needed Blur to force them so much, and they're still being reactive and not proactive. So you know, OS tough luck and all that. But like I don't, know, I just I, I was just laughing out loud because it's like really, like it's just like everybody's just like biting at each other. But yeah, anyhow. Uh, Grant, GZ, what, what you say is really true though. Call him uh, Grant, bro. bro. Call they him have so Grant, much money. Even no matter what he changes, I'm gonna call you Grant. <laughs> no, no, man, we gotta respect his name change. Yeah, you know, we don't, we don't want to dead, we don't want to dead name him. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's true. Like they have like so much money, but they just choose to, you know, fuck you. <laughs> That's it. Like this, this, this is what they. But I know. But what, uh, I want to say was uh, CNP, right? So Hayato. Uh, we, so I think knowledge and all we were we were talking about like, was it who, who was it? Super space, yeah. Um, so what CMP and Hayato does is already they are already doing. So he has a couple of revenue streams that he's talked about, and they're like not they they're not like super amazing, but they are doing it. And uh, I I guess like he he's uh he's looking to oh well, he's definitely looking to scale whatever he does, hands down. That guy he's definitely scaling whatever he's talking about. He's just scaling. So. He he's hooked up with like line friends, uh, line sorry not line friends, uh, just uh, line. Uh, they're doing a second launch, you know, like re- really like uh, really like basic stuff, right? So merch, uh, education, uh, they do talks and all that. So basically, you know, bring web two, web three, vice versa, business partnerships and all that. So he, but from the sound of it, royalties or not, he's kind of just gonna still do his own thing, which is I I believe he's like the only person that's like super chill about this. Uh, technically. Azuki, Team Azuki is pretty chill about this. They're not like, you know, like shouting or like angry. Yeah, true. You know, like Zagabon's like shitting on OS, right? Uh, saying, oh, so you only talk about, you know, caring about creators when it's convenient for you. Yeah, I, I think that was the only thing he said about it. But, you know, in general, like you see like the, the, the real proper blue chips, they're not like overly, uh, well, I don't know yet because uh, it's also very true. Like uh, knowledge, like a... Uh, uh, it's true that Solana is kind of uh, in a bad position right now with the whole royalty thing, and like Frank Bigots was supposed to come to Ether for for royalties. Now there's also no royalties, uh, but uh, I I think like what Wolf said was zero point five percent. So uh, yesterday when I was listening on Blur, it's zero point five percent. I think on OS, I think both of them are kind kind of have having like creator royalties fixed at zero point five percent. So think that is like you know in the shadows, you know, kind of like uh, secretly implemented. So, you know, Yeah, but talking, talking about... But yeah. Like, think, talking about yeah. Azuki, I, I think Reki, it, it was on X2Y2, right? Like, um, you guys gave Azuki to vote and then everybody chose to pay royalties. Is that right? Uh, was it in X2Y2? I, right. I, I have a, I have a... Yes, it a, was... A, a little bit of a background memory that they actually gave the community to vote it and the community voted to have royalties on the collection yes yes okay correct you're talking about the vote yes so at some point 
we had implemented a system which was saying that as, if uh, there were 100 votes, well, okay, let me backtrack, explain it a bit better. We, because we had started this 0% royalty or optional royalty, as they decided to call it, we said, okay, let's actually also empower, because the whole idea was to empower also holders. Okay, there was a bit of ideology behind it, which I kind of agreed with, which is you had so many projects which had rugged at the time. And that was the reason why we said it is kind of unfair because those projects that have rugged are still getting money while everybody is trying to exit and get their money back, right? So <clears throat> the idea was to also empower the holders and say, okay, given how the project is behaving, given how the project founders are behaving and delivering or not on their promises, then the holders will have the option to decide whether or not royalties should be given back to the founders, which, you know, is, is nice in a way because it also does give power to the holders. So this is what happened. We had implemented this for all the collections. And then, as you rightly say, Azuki just got on it. One of the guys in the Azuki community kind of uh, pointed this out. And within a matter of like a couple hours, there were 100 votes and everybody saying, everyone said, it. yeah, we definitely want royalties to be distributed to the project. Because again, people love Azuki. They love what the project was doing. So there was strong support there. But you would be surprised. So many other projects never bothered to highlight it to their community. They never bothered to vote. They never bothered to do anything. And I was surprised because it just shows a complete lack of interest for the whole topic. And Or maybe they thought that you know, X to Y2 didn't have much trading volume. But at the time, it did have a fair amount of trading volume. And I was surprised that more projects didn't vote on it. Yugi N, Yugi N was another project that voted pretty much right away and got the 100 votes uh, for it. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, like, I, I love it that in order, I mean, if the community is strong, they can actually dictate to how they want the whole ecosystem to be. And then, hey, I mean, if it's zero or even not zero, the community can decide. Like, you know, we want Azuki to do more art. We want them to get paid to build. Um, but, I mean, to reach a certain level in terms of, like, trusting the team, not all projects can be do um, can 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 do it right. So I mean, this is just something that I feel you know what we have to kind of like take a look and see how the market moves. But um, it, go ahead. Brother. So so this was so just one quick thing on this. This was also a debate because obviously it is not always easy for a holders to fully gauge accurately whether a team is indeed delivering, and also the fact that sometimes teams are doing things in the background without constantly being public about everything they do, right? Because you don't want to reveal your potential competitive advantage. So there is obviously a debate there as to, well, it's very difficult to judge this, right? However, I wouldn't be surprised and it would be good to see something. Also, sorry, one of the last points on, on this was that people were saying, be like, look, this was not how the project was initially designed. Just let create, leave creators alone and give them the royalties, right? Because you were sort of switching the way the model was supposed to be. But it would be interesting if a new project was indeed coming out and providing that functionality to their holders to see what, uh, to see what they say, right? Because again, I think if we are to do this Web3 the right way, you do, want to give, you do want to empower people from all sides. And you as a project founder, providing this optionality to your holders and say, hey guys, by the way, we're going to, at all times, or at various times, let's say, in the project, we will allow you to vote and decide whether or not royalties should be collected on the, on the collection during the secondary trading. How do you think the community is going to feel? 
is they're going to feel extremely valued. They're going to feel extremely empowered. And also, it's going to show that you as a project founder are somehow dedicated and have the vision that you won't need to worry about this because it will force you to deliver. So I thought it was a good model, but except that it was not a choice made by the collect by the creator. So that's the problem, right? Yep, yep, yep. All right, man, bro, today we we actually, you know, press on the gas pedal and just go more than an hour. Um, I'm, I'm pretty excited, you know, everybody's riled up on this topic and the fact that we actually run, we run the show more than uh, one hour, 45 minutes. I mean, that that is crazy. So, Wacky, would you like to do the word of the day? Finally, finally, I'm giving you the chance oh, to do it man. because you're going to give me shit. Tons but of, you know complaints you know the other day basically like every time when he said he wanted to do word of the day i i just turned him down but i was actually just playing and then i said hey i think you kind of like missed it for three days straight you're not doing it then he's like oh i thought you didn't like it like man wacky i'm just pulling your leg you can have it you can do it <laughs> well the problem is that i'm not ready to live for the word of the day okay 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 uh let me give me a second what a okay the original word of the day that I wanted to say the other last week when this blur thing happened because the token was pumping was to say it's a French expression which says je suis vert, je suis vert, which means literally it means I'm green, but but what it actually means it means that I'm livid, right? I'm livid because that blur token was pumping and I didn't buy it at the time. So this was the expression okay, I wanted you, to use at the time. Je suis vert. I have to practice it. Man. Oh yeah. By the way. If I give the word out, you're going to have to all say right, it. Right. Say it, say it. <laughs> je, je suis, suis vert. vert. Je suis vert. That's it. Just, okay, okay. That's yeah, it. Je suis vert. vert. And give it, give it some oomph. Croissant. croissant, croissant, croissant. 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 <laughs> Alright, guys. <laughs> Wait, Wacky, is you a francophone? Wait, je français, ouais. Oh. Hey, bonjour. Okay, sorry. Be- because you, you're in Canada, aren't you? Ah uh, oui, uh, Canadian. <laughs> so you speak of it. Tu parles français alors, hein? Just un peu. Ah, lovely, lovely, man. We're gonna have to catch up. We're gonna so many people that we're now chatting with on Spaces. We're gonna have to catch up with all of you at some point in real life. It's gonna happen. It is, it I is, promise. All right, guys. Once again, thank you for being a part of the Daily Dose Asia community. With you guys, we believe that we are one step ahead in building the most genuine Web three community in Asia. And Hey man, if you like, if you guys like, basically this is a little bit, or uh, I would say not an upgrade, but we kind of like switching the show in terms of how we want to run it, talking about like important topics that happen, because I believe like you guys are also in the space and wanting to know or deep dive in, you know, what are people talking about and stuff like that. So if you guys like it, you know, just give me a thumbs up, show 100%. Any emoji will do because you know what? We are always cranking up the best content for you guys and we're going to focus a little bit more into the Asian projects. So Maeve is coming up with like the ecosystem of like the 10 projects that we're going to deep dive into. Uh, basically just giving more light to Asian projects because hey man, we are Asian Web3 motherfuckers, we are DDA, Daily Dose Asia, it's all about Asia but you know, one thing about Asian is if you are even not an Asian, it's okay. We always welcome you as long as you like any Asian food. Alright, Wacky, do the outro. Um, <laughs> I'm going to play this song, but you have to do the outro. Alright. This is 
Asia Web3 Motherfuckers and Daily Dose Asia. We are now signing out. Thank you for joining. We love you guys.